You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan, it is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY and FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Special program on deck for you today as we look back and recap what was the 2017 Fantasy Football season. Of course, the hobby. Hopefully, we helped you win right here on FNTSY Radio on the Fantasy Football Frenzy this year. But now, Matt Medica, it's time to look back, take inventory of what was the season, and start pushing forward to the offseason and looking ahead till next season. How you doing, my man? How's everything going? Uh, everything's going good. You know, this is the Christmas spectacular for the frenzy. So I'm excited for that. And it was a really good year. And hopefully everybody else had a really good year. No doubt. Good years. I think we had a pretty good... um feel of where it was going. When I go mm-hmm. back to August, July, whenever you started putting your rosters together, obviously we got started right after the NFL draft. I think we had a pretty good feel of, of where it was going this year with guys like Kareem Hunt, one that comes right to mind to be example. I know my, you and myself both had him in a lot of different places. I think we kind of hit some things. I think we also kind of missed on a couple things. I think back, obviously, to Jamison Crowder and Isaiah Crowell. But for the most part, as we went through the, able, went through the season, being able to piece it together week by week and also handle the ebbs and flows of the season mm-hmm. without really doing what we tell them not to do on every Monday and that's to overreact. Yeah, my biggest swing and miss without a doubt was Terrell Pryor. I thought he was the truth. It was all a lie. Uh, and not having enough Todd Gurley for me. I remember. I know you were uh, spouting last year's trash. One of your uh, lines and Gurley, Gurley delivered. You know, he really did in a big way. No doubt he did deliver. And speaking of that, last year's trash, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, player like that. Maybe you can look around in this program and find out who some of the trash in 2017 was that you'd be able to buy in 2018 as they try to prepare for bounce back seasons. Injuries, obviously, a big part of the season this year. Major injuries took you Aaron Rodgers away from us. David Johnson taken away from us in this fantasy season. Allen Robinson, who was supposed to be somebody that was going to have a bounce back year. We lost to Sean Watson. Some of those players really injuries played a key role, and being able to stay away from injuries really sent a lot of teams toward that final mark this season, playing for those championships. Yeah, you had your highs and your lows. If, if you had picked up Watson and were riding that uh, wave, it was an awesome. It was like a tsunami. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, it was a. It, it came to an abrupt end. But you know, you have to consistently be making moves, playing the. You know. Waiver wire, fab bidding, however you you know, however your league is set up. And that's what it's about up until, you know, throughout the final week. So there you go right there. Now, what we're gonna do on this program today, we're gonna look at position by position, break it down, go through some of the injury situations, some of the players that performed well, some of the players that did not perform well, and start to get you ready for what could be some things we could look forward to in the twenty eighteen season. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Fantasy football frenzy. Every day we lit right here, FNTSY, FNTSY Radio. When we come back, we start to look at the running backs, break it down. My guy, Lev Bell, Todd Gurley. Who's number one running back in fantasy for 2018? But you know that when we get back right here on FNTSY. 
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. FNTSY Radio, FNTSY Television Network, Fantasy Football Frenzy, 2017 Recap, Fantasy Executive Corey Parson, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Let's get ready to break down and talk about these running backs, Matt. Coming into it, I was, th- I, you know, I think one of the things that I was saying back in August, July was, and even in September, that this was going to be the season of the rookie running back. We saw how Kareem Hunt came out blazing. The talent in Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook getting it done, the kid Kamara down in Tennessee, big Lennon Fournette. Rookie running backs were like set up to dominate the show in 2017. In the long run, is that really the way it played out? I think so. I mean, if you look at uh, top five, Kamara and Hunt are in there. Dalvin Cook, we lost. Yeah. Uh, CMC's a top 10 back. And Fournette. He's another top 10 back. I think CMC was 8. Fournette's maybe 9, depending upon the site you're looking at. Yeah. They're both right there. So I, I think that's honestly the case. And if Cook doesn't go down... He's in that mix, too. He's, he's with the, Yeah, he's, he's rolling with these guys as well. So I think, you know, next year I'm going to be anxious to see where Barkley lands because mm-hmm. you know that love is going to be... That helium, whatever people like to use... So it's it's going to be. I think the whole running back situation. Obviously, the argument is who had the better year this year, fantasy Bell or Gurley. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at it all encompassing, and I'm looking at standard and PPR, I gotta. I believe it or not, I gotta go Todd Gurley. No, Gurley definitely did have a great season. And you know, coming off his rookie campaign, he came and he had a dip off in production in the second season. Jeff Fisher, that whole thing. Yeah, he got Fishered. He got Jeff Fisher. Comes back in his third season, picks it right back up, gets to where he needs to be. Out of these rookie running backs from this year, from this current campaign, though, when you look at the, when you look at the landscape, obviously Dalvin Cook suffers the injury, the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, he had weeks, a good stretch where he was letting fantasy owners down, picked it up more towards the end of the season. Fantasy owners are going to remember that if they were able to push through to their playoffs. You know, Kamara kind of came on after Adrian Peterson left. None of these guys, Fournette was another lineup with injuries. None of these guys really pushed it all season. Christian McCaffrey, great pass catching back. We saw low yards per carry. And really weeks, in the, if you play in the standard, really you saw weeks where he was really nothing. If you were to say that any of these rookie running backs have a second-year dip, much like Todd Gurley, me, myself, personally, I would say it would be McCaffrey because of that low YPC. Well, here's the thing. Does Jonathan Stewart come back another year? Mm -hmm. I'm sure there'll be somebody else there regardless, even if Stewart does leave. But if you're playing the PPR format, I think he's pretty safe because he's going to get those receptions. I love what he can do in the open field. 
And it's just another year of getting the NFL, having that NFL experience, put it that way. The wear and tear, the longer season under his belt. I think this is a really good player. I think somebody, I don't think he's a guy that you want to see running the ball 20 times a game. I don't think that's that's why they brought him here. That's not the spot. But it's to, to uh, play matchups. And it's the league is so pass heavy now. Mm. And one of the reasons the wide receiver dip is so much, course, you know, they're, they're not just throwing to the number one guy now. There's the number two, the slot guy. Tight ends, running backs. Tight, and running backs catch a lot of passes now. This is something why, if you play in that format, you always got to be cognizant of who's going to catch the passes. And the targets have been there. When you look at and put a bow on the rookie running backs, who would you say would be the rookie of the year? Would it be Kareem Hunt or would it be Alvin Kamara? See, what Kamara did for you during that stretch is he pretty much helped carry you into the playoffs. But I did break down Kareem Hunt's season, like those first three weeks. He was like 32.3 points a, uh, a game or so. Yeah. From weeks 4 through 12, which was, let's say, a nine-game span, he averaged 11.7 points. Yeah. You know, that is not bad. That is, you know, you would take that. There's a lot of running backs that are going to have bad. He pretty much got you double digits. He had that one real bad game where it was like three and a half points or something that he put up. And then, you know, week 14 and 15, when the playoffs came, he was a hero. I mean, he got the, he got the ball. I... I think this is really tough, but maybe I'm just a little biased. I'm going to go with Hunt. I know everybody else is going Kamara. I'm going Hunt. but I think I would go Kamara because when Kamara got his opportunity, he kept it pushing. I know a lot of what Kareem Hunt was was on the strength of Andy Reid and Andy Reid not letting him get that work. But I just look at what, what Hunt was able, excuse me, what Kamara was able to do, the pass catching ability, running the football along with Melvin, I mean, with, uh, with Mark Ingram. When you put two running backs inside the top 12, I mean, it was weeks that we would go back and we would go through it right here on this fancy football frenzy program. Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara be all be one. Mark is going to be running back, too. I think that's extra special. So I would give him that way, but I, I would give it to Alvin Kamara. But I do think Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, maybe they are co-rookie of the years at the running back position. Now when you talk about some of the big dogs, Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was amazing this year. The offense in Los, the offense in Los Angeles became one of the, if not the best offense in the NFL. Not really fantasy-friendly offense, Sammy Watkins didn't produce. Robert Woods was a thing for a good part of the season until he got hurt. Jared Goff was a good, sufficient quarterback, but never a top fantasy quarterback. But Todd Gurley was somebody that fantasy owners could hang their hat on week in and week out. He was the engine of that Rams offense this year. And the reason I give it to him is touchdowns are king. Seven, yep. You know, he put up you know, almost 20 touchdowns this year. When you get that close to that number... And I love Le'Veon Bell. He was my number one guy. He was my 1-1 this year when I was picking. And not that I don't like David Johnson. And, and I did diversify with some David Johnson. Yeah. If I had the first round pick as well. And look, Johnson got hurt. So his season, he got hurt the last game of 2016, the first game of 2017. The talent's just too good. I'm going right in in 2018. But where does David Johnson fall now? Is he the number three pick? Is he after Bell and Gurley? I, I, I would I would know I, I still I think David Johnson is still somewhere 
Hey, but David Johnson's more. I would say David Johnson is probably. I would go David Johnson at one three. I go left Bell as the top running back coming off the board. David Johnson as a second. Then I go Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott. That's how I would put them together when you look at early running back rankings with those guys coming behind AB to great Antonio Brown. That's the way I would look at it going into 2018. But all of those players, Ezekiel Elliott included, when Ezekiel Elliott was on the field, you saw what kind of dominant workhorse back he was going to be. I thought if he didn't get that suspension, he'd have caught more passes this year. So I think Zeke Elliott's obviously in that first five pick, five, six pick mix when you look at that. And then when you look at running back rankings, I just think the thing with Le'Veon Bell is the pass catching ability. Mm -hmm. He's clearly the best runner in the game. That's why, and I think he's in the most fantasy friendly offense. If that contract situation shakes out right in Pittsburgh, I think that Lev Bell is, you know, a guy that can go one, one, or one, two. I just, you know, don't get me wrong, what Todd Gurley did and and what likely Todd Gurley will continue to do is going to be phenomenal. I just think that Lev Bell is just. It's just he's a Steph Curry. He's a Steph Curry of fantasy football. I'm with you. He's my he's my one one guy. He was my one. You know, as I said, one one going into this year. And Gurley, as great as he was, what Bell does is you know he'll catch so many passes. Mm-hmm. He you know every single season, year in year out, he's that dual threat. And as long as he's got Ben and AB there, is anything going to change? You, you, like like we, we we've talked and you've mentioned about how it's nice to know. When you have what to expect, how the team works fantasy-wise, you know Ben's going to throw it to A.B., Bell's going to run a ton and catch a ton of passes. So you know the expectations going in. It's like with Zeke. It's like with the Cowboys. You know it's Zeke. You know it's Dez. It's not a guessing game. Nope. And there's something, something comforting about that. The thing is, I'd probably, I'm probably with you. I'd probably go Gurley at three. But it is kind of tough because, I mean, Gurley was just so good. And he's been healthy, so, you know. But it, that's that's going to be a fun argument for the offseason. My question is, will you take Kamara before you take – say Kamara and Ingram are still the pair in New Orleans. Yeah. Actually. Do you take Kamara ahead of Hunt? No, I, I don't think. Ah, that's a tough call. Is, yeah, right? no, yeah, wow, that, that is a tough call right there. <laughs> that's what we'll be going back and forth. I think you, got, yeah, I think you can go back and forth on that one. That depends. That's like that's like Julio and Odell. That's something you can diversify. You take one one day, take one the next. One thing I will say is Alvin Kamara's situation. He don't have Andy Reid taking touches and opportunities mm-hmm. away from him. That's never going to be the case with Kamara. At least we don't think so because it seems like Sean uh, Sean Payton's in love with the kid, want to get the kid involved, want to get the kid in the mix. Whereas with Kareem Hunt, and then I think Spencer. Ware coming back, I don't think that's something that you can just write off either. I do think that's, I think a healthy Spencer Ware will have a role in this, in this offense, albeit a limited role. I don't think it knocks Hunt out a top running back pick, but that's something that, you know, we've already seen Kamara, you know, thrive in a two-back system. If that's the case in Kansas City next year, can Hunt thrive in that? See, I'm not worried, I'm not worried about where I'm in the opposite. Yep. I, and I think West... For when they use him correctly, I think I think that is good. They uh, you know they have him that two minute drill, and West can catch the ball and he can do some nice things with it as well. So I don't really mind that. I'm not concerned. I wasn't concerned about Spencer Ware this year entering this year, so I'm not going to have that. What's well, different when you're spending the fifth, sixth round pick as opposed to a first round pick? Yeah, for no, but we, we, I mean, come on, we see. And I agree. I, I see what you're saying, but I'm just trying to came, think what no, the coaching no, no, staff is thinking. You. Like when the playoffs came and he got the workload. I mean, if you if if that wasn't reinforced yeah. to them, then you know, look, there's nothing I can do. The process is there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That. I just I think the best value this year in the running back market, hands down, is Mark Ingram. For where he went, the points he put up, 
I mean, basically like a top five running back. I don't know how you argue with that. No, Mark Ingram was great. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Ingram if they bring him back. Is this going to be a situation where the New Orleans Saints put two running backs in fantasy football first rounds in 2018? I don't see that. I think Kamara is a first rounder. Ingram is more of a second round Mm -hmm. pick. I don't know if I want to start a team with the both of them, but definitely two talented running backs that got it done for your fantasy football teams in 2017. Obviously, next season, we get Ezekiel Elliott back into the mix for a full workload. He shoots right up to the top of the running back rankings. He's a player that, listen, we played the game with him all year long, but one thing about it, when he was out there, he was getting it done. He was putting up all B1 numbers week in and week out. Fantasy football frenzy. Holiday special right here, FNTSY, FNTSY Radio. We get back on the other side. We talk about the wide receiver position. Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, the injury to Odell Beckham. We break it all down right here, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. FNTSY, FNTSY Radio, Fantasy Football Friends, the year-end special, holiday spectacular, Wall Street, Matt Medica, the fantasy executive. Hey, my, my guy, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I call him pound for pound, because pound for pound, he might be the most talented guy in the NFL. Young, pound for pound. The only reason why people say, oh, well, what about Antonio Brown? Well, I don't mention Antonio Brown in that conversation because... I think it's already known that Antonio Brown is one. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's not in the conversation because he's one. And that makes D-Hop pound for pound. And let's stick on the theme of last year's trash. It just seems like it was Brock Osweiler that couldn't get this guy the ball. Anybody else they put in there, Matt Medica, had no problem targeting and getting the football to DeAndre Hopkins, and he had no problem putting the type of numbers that he can and should put up because he is really, without a doubt, pound for pound, he could be the best player in the NFL. Yeah, it's kind of odd how Osweiler was the Amazing. only one. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were other bad quarterbacks that knew to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, or at least put it in the vicinity of DeAndre Hopkins. So, yeah, I mean, look, two wide receivers eclipsed the 300-point plateau in PPR. A.B., De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's, I mean, and losing losing Watson, you were like, whoa. I mm-hmm. mean, everybody, you, you lost some, like, air out of that excitement. I mean, even Will Fuller was going off, and Hopkins was still Hopkins. So it didn't matter. But I mean, what a season! It's it's a it's a testament to his talent, and he's definitely emerged as the wide, the second wide receiver off the board. I'm I think for because I, I know the narrative is going to be running backs, running backs, running backs. I kind of want if I have a shot to get Hopkins in the middle of the first round or towards the middle to end of that first round, I want him because if everybody's taking running backs. 
the wide receiver pool, it's just getting so spread out. Mm-hmm. And if I could have a talent like this who can produce on this level, why not? No, DeAndre Hopkins definitely get it done. Now you see a franchise quarterback come into that situation with Deshaun Watson. At least that's what we think he's going to be moving forward. Obviously, Bill O'Brien, that situation should remain exactly the same. For the most part, the kid Watson comes in and saves Bill O'Brien's job. So now they go back more than likely into the same offense next year. Take it that Watson is fully healthy. And the thing, man, I think even if not Watson is fully, if not Watson is not healthy, I still think you feel comfortable with whoever is back there getting DeAndre Hopkins the football. So when you look at 2017, don't get me wrong, I'm the way I, the way it sits right now. If you look at 2018, AB is 1-1. Mm. Then it's probably Lev Bell. Then I probably go either either Gurley or you would take AB over uh, over Lev Bell. I would take it. Uh, one day I will take AB. The next day mm-hmm. I take Lev Bell. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I'll look and then I'll look for and, and then I'll go um, after Lev Bell. It's a difference. It's a it's David Johnson, then Gurley Zeke. Then after Gurley Zeke, I'm, why not go right back to DeAndre Hopkins? Well, that, that's what I'm trying to say. But I think most people. Are going to be. Then they're going to they're push gonna the Kamara's the up. They're, they're going to feel the pressure. I have to have that running back. So that's why I feel. Why not take a Hopkins there? I mean, you have to have guys you think. You know, you have to do your research or something. Have guys like this year for me. I was comfortable going with every wide receiver. Guys I plotted out that I wanted were, were the Carlos Hydes, were the Mark Ingrams. I mean, I liked Hunt, but I didn't have to pay up for Hunt until later on. And I really, I mean, Hyde and Ingram weren't guys you had to pay a high premium on. Mm. Maybe Hyde moved up uh, towards the very end. And then Hunt obviously skyrocketed up, you know, once uh, Ware went down. And then, you know, in certain leagues where you were able to see that Thursday night game, he was going 1-1. Was there any reason to think that Antonio Brown, like, okay, his production's about to fall off in 2018? As long as Ben's there, I have no worries. Like, if Ben's there, I want that stack. I want to, you know, at least get Ben. And even if I have to, I don't mind taking two quarterbacks. So I want Ben with Brown, at least for the home games. I want to start that combo up every week. If I do an auction and I can get Bell and Brown, I know we don't like to have the same running back and receiver. but this has been It don't proven. make a difference with Pittsburgh. Is, yeah, it's yeah. been proven. This is where the production is going to come from. You know, Juju might see, see a little more here or there, but as long as Ben is under center, AB's the guy, Bell's the guy. I mean, so it's 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 something that I know. I know it's going to work. I know it works. I know how it works. When you look at wide receivers, after you get past, I mean, we 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 spoke about D Hop. We talked about Antonio Brown. I want to talk about that middle where. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. That soft underbelly. <laughs> I was about to say something, but I can't. With Odell Beckham, uh, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and A.J. Green, where those wide receivers lived at. It's going to be some shakeup in that mix, not to mention the fact, Matt, that you have questions. The New York Giants will have a new head coach. Odell will be playing in his first offense, could be playing in his first new offense, could be playing his first time without Eli Manning. How is that going to affect Odell? Julio Jones getting a, a year older. We've seen that Julio Jones is truly beat up. He labors after every play. St- uh, st- uh, it's taking plays off, limping on the sideline. Mike Evans didn't kind of have the season we had. But Mike Evans will more than likely be going into a new offense next, next season also. A.J. Green, good chance. New head coach, new offense. It's so much shakeup in that middle. 
but I think the one thing that you can count on out of that bunch is the talent of Odell Beckham. Yeah, I. That's you know, unless it's like they're bringing Brock Osweiler, <laughs> whoever they bring in, that person's going to say, "Okay, how do I fix this offense? Exactly. Get him the ball, that guy right there." Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's it's Odell. I had I went back and forth this year. I had the argument with the King on diversifying. It was Julio and Odell for me at that two spot after AB, but. Odell's just look. If this guy stayed healthy, he was going to crush it. You, mm. you, you seen when he was on the field. As bad as his Giants team won, was he was the that only one, time they can score was when he was yeah, on the field. He was the one shining uh, light out there. So yeah, I'm excited to see Odell fully healthy. He never really was this year. You know, he got out back. He got back out, but maybe that ankle was never at a hundred percent. So if you can put him back out there, he, he would be my number three. But if I'm looking back at 2017. After AB and D Hop, I, I I know people. Some people are going to say maybe Keenan Allen. For me, it's Michael Thomas. No, I think Michael Thomas uh, definitely is going to be a player that's going to be in that mix. But when you look at Michael Thomas, are you ready to push Michael Thomas ahead of Julio Jones? If we look at the see the thing, I love Julio, and I know you preached Matt Ryan in that second year. Second year in the system, Matt Ryan's always better in the second year in the system. The thing about it is, this might not be Matt Ryan. This might be Julio Jones' body betraying him. Yeah, like you say, you watching games with Julio, it's you have to be, you have to reserve the fact that you're going to be watching a guy wincing coming off from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. You're going to see the limp. You're always going to be holding your breath. I mean, I could deal with that. I'm, I'm just more concerned. Is it the Sarkeesian offense? Maybe you know. I don't know. Because he's just not. He doesn't get the looks that a true number one of his talent deserves. Like if DeAndre Hopkins gets 16 targets, Ain't no doubt. Julio should get a minimum of 12 every week. So I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna have to think that one over. But Michael Thomas, as you know, having Drew Brees there, they have a running game. He's a uh, red zone target, and. Maybe he doesn't put up that forty-something point week for you, yeah. and just win you the week on on his own. But that consistency is hard to hard to pass. Up. Let me ask you this: Would you take Michael Thomas over in, in twenty eighteen? And Michael Thomas was was excellent this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of fantasy owners, oh, he didn't have those big blow up games. That's not his game. His his mo is he's a top out, five receiver. He's a hard hat guy. He go out there and do his job every week. Don't really care about whatever whatever the rest of the stuff is. Will you take what Michael Thomas Michael Thomas's consistency? as appeared to the talent is better in Mike Evans and A.J. Green, but they're going to be in new situations in 2018. You trust Michael Thomas's consistency, or do you trust the talent of Evans and, and, uh, and, and A.J.? I mean, for me, I'm more trusting in Mike Evans to bounce back. I don't, look, if, if A.J. Green's a third-round pick, I'm excited about that. I don't think he drops that far. Yeah, or... End of the second mm-hmm. or something like that where you can get in that 2-3 turn. I mean, I don't know. People are going to – I got to think they're going to be down on A.J. Green. We don't know what the offense is going to be. I think there's going to be a big push to the running backs and stuff. Uh, so a, a depressed A.J. Green is going to be hard to pass up, in my opinion. But Michael Thomas, I'm, I'm excited for. I, I do want him. Can I take him over Julio? I don't know yet. But I think that's definitely a consideration at this point. I mean, Julio is as bad as the season was. He's like he's still Julio Jones, and he's like a hundred yards behind DeAndre Hopkins. He yeah. doesn't have the touchdowns. 
You know, he, he's still Julio Jones. You know, that kind of talent is on par with a DeAndre Hopkins. Michael Thomas may not be that kind of talented a young man, but you do like the ball skills, the routes he runs, the fact he plays for the New York, the New Orleans Saints. He will more than likely be in the same offense that he is. It'll be his third year in the same offense. So Michael Thomas definitely is a player that's ascending on the rise. But when you talk about those guys with that dynamic talent, you got to enter Josh Gordon into that mix. We don't know what his situation is going to be yet, but let's just imagine how I like to think that he's in the Bay Area with Gucci Garoppolo <laughs> and at that point all bets are off he might be 1-1 <laughs> that, that would be fun I mean if, if I'm the 49ers I'm, after seeing how Gucci Garoppolo <laughs> performed I gotta go out and get Josh Gordon via trade whatever I gotta do I gotta sign an office sheet to you know yeah. just go crazy on that that's what they, that's what this team needs to do so I, I think if, I, if I'm at the turn I think Josh Gordon is somehow in there. Would you start a draft in 2018 with Josh Gordon and Julio Jones? I could do that. Okay. I could do that. I mean, look, like I said, if Julio just – he's never going to catch 12 to 15 touchdowns. That I understand. He gets in that eight range, which I think he can do with the yardage. It's, it's frustrating. Trust me, it's frustrating. Because he's one of my favorite players to watch. All right. Fancy football frenzy. Holiday spectacular. FNTSY, FNTSY Radio. We come back on the other side. We talk about the guy at the top of your lineup. The guy who's sitting up there up front, the quarterback. Interesting changes in quarterback in 2017. We'll just know how that transits to fantasy football draft of 2018 and break it down right here to Frenzy. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Breaking down, recapping the 2017 season. Looking ahead to 2018, let you know what to think about and look forward to. I guess, Matt, when you talk about quarterbacks this year, it's kind of two stories. What I want to start with is kind of the emergence of these do-it-all quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Quarterback that can carry the team. Russell Wilson can carry the football team. Dak Prescott, when he has a secure Elliott, can kind of carry a football team. He's like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Carson Wentz can carry a football team. No more so much Deshaun Watson can carry a football team. So much more about, in, in the past, our top quarterbacks in fantasy have been the big arm quarterback, throw 30, 35, 40 touchdown passes, the Tom Brady type, the Drew Brees type, the Aaron Rodgers type. Not so much, if, you know, not so much in the running game, not so much in rushing touchdowns, just more relying on them throwing for 4,000 yards and throwing 35 to 40 touchdown passes. Today's fantasy's new QB1 can kind of do it all. Which side would you prefer to have? The quarterback with the 4,000, the 4,500 yards passing, the 35 touchdowns, or are you more into 
a quarterback that can score you fantasy points in a myriad of ways? Or is it just about the value? It's for me. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, mm. give me the, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't get enough credit for his mobility. He's not running around and picking up crazy amounts of yardage, but with how he buys that time in the pocket with his feet, and by him in, in doing so opens up the receivers for himself. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn impressive. To me, he's still he's one one at, at quarterback. At the quarterback, Russell Wilson. He's at that. He's at do it all kind. Of, Five thousand yard potential. Oh, look, he, he and he's doing it without a running game. Yeah, without an offensive line. Does that I mean, does that change if he has a running game next season? Does he do less running, more relying on the running game, and you see his numbers go down and take a dip, or you think they're still like this is our guy, this is our horse, we're riding him? I I think Russell Wilson's just going to get it done. Look, if yeah. he's got a if he's got a running game, but also too that can help him just. I know he's been healthy. He was healthy in 2017. It'll keep him a little healthier. But I, I just think that's his nature. You know, regardless, even if the line improves some, there's guys that are going to beat linemen. And yeah. how he's able to run 10 yards back, somehow set himself again, and sling it back up. It's, it's you know, really impressive. So, I mean, it's A-Rod. Then it's Russell Wilson. I, I mean, look, Carson Wentz had that breakout year. He was like the Matt Ryan of uh, 2016. But that's the thing. I, the one thing with Carson Wentz, as his efficiency on third downs, awesome. He was throwing three, four touchdowns a week versus like no interceptions. And that's where he was killing it. It wasn't the yardage. He was putting up like 220 weeks. <coughs> but he, you know, he was scoring touchdowns. So he was very, very touchdown dependent. He was efficient, and not, not and, and he kind of was the offense. The offense was based on him getting people in the right position, getting the Philadelphia Eagles in the end zone, not making mistakes, not turning the football over. Now, when you look at – okay, let me ask you this. When you go to do your rankings for quarterbacks next year, mm-hmm. you got two quarterbacks that were balling, absolutely getting it done, and Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. Well, both of these guys are coming off of AC tears in like the second half of the season. That's got to put a little worry in your mind when you sit down at the draft table in 2018, going back in on quarterbacks, not only just quarterbacks, young quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming off of ACL tears. Not veteran quarterbacks coming off of ACLs, young quarterbacks coming off of ACLs. Well, Watson, his happened like two months earlier, so that's a benefit to him. But once, even if he was healthy, I was going to have some concerns with him. This course, as I mentioned, just so quarterback dependent. It wasn't that he was just flinging up, throwing crazy yardage here and there. And they like to run the ball too in Philly. If they ever establish a run game as well. If they get, say a Jai becomes their true workhorse back next year. They commit to him. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Carson Wentz. I'm just showing my concerns. So, and I mean, is Tom Brady not going to be a top five quarterback for me next year? As long as Tom Brady comes back and he's got Cooks, he's got Gronk, a Hogan, Edelman type, players like that. You don't think fantasy owners are going to remember how he kind of killed him on the, the the final quarter of the season? He let fantasy owners down big time. New England Patriots were winning games. Tom Brady's fantasy teams wasn't winning games. I hear you. And I, you know what? If, I can, if it's going to come at a little de- depressed value. Even better, huh? Yeah, I'll scoop it up. I mean, if I know I can get Tom Brady in a certain round and it's much cheaper than it was this year, I'm going to do that. I'm always going to draft two quarterbacks. That's number one. Yeah. I, I like having a guy that I take a shot on later. And if he pops, like it happened to me this year with, 
the two leagues I had Matt Ryan in, who, you know, maybe it's high for a quarterback, but if he's going, you know, end of the eighth, ninth round, uh-huh. that's I have no problem paying that. But my guys I get late in, like, say, a Dak or a, uh, a Carson Wentz who went really late this year. Th- those guys hit. They were my starters. Yeah. And Ryan was my backup. And like I said, when Wentz, he went down. When when Zeke got suspended, I couldn't play. I couldn't play Dak no more. So that's why I like to have it. I mean, it's just that position. It's it's tough. You get, they get beat up so much the quarterback. So for me, I think Brady's probably number five. Who's three or four? I haven't decided yet. Now, let, 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 some one of the guys that's going to be. Rising up draft boards in 2018 is going to be our guy Gucci, Gucci Garoppolo, mm-hmm. Jimmy G, out there in the Yay area. Hypothetically speaking, Andrew Luck is fine; he's okay. Would you take Andrew Luck or would you take Gucci? Now, Andrew Luck is fine, as opposed to he's been cleared like. Early 2018, they said, "You know what? He doesn't need another surgery. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. He's going to start the third preseason game, the dress rehearsal." I'm not going through that again. I'm you're sorry. not. You're not. You're uh, not, you're not fooling I, with that at all. He'd have to be my number two. Okay. I mean, maybe, you know. And I'd rather have Gucci be my number two, but Gucci's yeah. going to be so hard. Now. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get Gucci's the two. It's just I. I did that in the Flex Cup League this year. I took. I was hoping to take Zeke, and Florio took him with the one pick before yeah, me. son of a gun. Ruined my season. Florio, <laughs> uh, yeah. Florio well, went on as to As he plays in the championship, yes. yeah. So, and I don't mind taking chances, but I've already gotten burned by this. I'm very skeptical. Like you say, he probably needs another surgery. Yep. So, if he's getting two surgeries on his shoulder, you know what? He's got to be, like, way down in the hole. Like he's somebody, you draft late, you put him on as your backup. And you hope things get okay for him. Why do fantasy owners dislike Cam Newton? I said it all year. I, I wanted to put him past 10, but I'm like, I can't do it. And one of my mantras in the preseason was, when we count Cam out, he puts the cape on. Yep. And he's a tough watch. Like, there's no such thing as an ugly win. Yeah, there is. It, it looks ugly watching it, but you'll take the points. But then, like you said, for as ugly as it looks, then you get a 65-yard run out of nowhere. That's the difference. I mean, he has that ability where, you know, he's got that. He's not having that day, but with the legs. And then anytime they were like, well, Cam's not going to run this year. And I didn't believe that. I said, anytime he gets near that goal line, sees that pylon, yep. he's going airborne. And that's what Cam does. And you don't want him to change. You start changing him. I mean, look at the man's size. Yeah. He's I just mean, as big as the people trying to tackle him. So if he stays in the pocket and he gets hit and driven to the ground and breaks his shoulder. He got hurt. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. You know? <laughs> well, I love Kim. You know. Yeah, I love yeah, no, I know. I I'm you. just saying. I, I want to see him be the athlete that he is and what makes him great. I'm not. I can't worry about injuries. It's the NFL. You can, Anybody any play, on any given Sunday you know, on any given play. Yep, exactly. See, Deshaun you know. Watson tore his ACL in practice. You can't not practice. He, so, he got a red jersey on in practice. Yeah, I mean, Cam, how far down can you put Cam? He's still he's still Cam. So I mean, year in year out. I don't think anybody's going to rush to put him into the top five next year, which is fine. But he's got to be a top ten quarterback, you know, six to eight range, I got to think. I would think he'd be somewhere in that area. I want to talk about a couple quarterbacks that we misjudged on this year. A couple of guys in 2017 that were going into their third year, and Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. 
everybody in the industry as a whole predicted a bump up, a tick up for these two quarterbacks in their sophomore campaigns. We saw Marcus Mariota go on a streak where he was unbelievably efficient in leading fantasy teams. We saw Jameis Winston show improvement, turning the football over yet less, putting up impressive numbers. We went to these guys this season. We went both back to both of these quarterbacks probably too earlier in, in drafts. We overrated them as an industry, I think. And we were let down by Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. Can we go back in 2018? I, I want to go back to Winston. I think he'll be around that 10 to 12 quarterback. Or he, you think he has a new coach and coordinator? New, new coordinator. Coach, coordinator. I, yeah. think, I think he might have learned a lot this year. And one thing I will say about Winston, it's disappointing of him not taking that next step. Yeah. He was like vintage Blake Bortles in the past. Like Even if it wasn't a good game. He was still throwing for the 300 yards, yep. getting a couple of touchdowns. So while his team was losing and he was maybe not progressing, the points were there. Mariota, you've said it. I have to agree. I don't know if this guy can stay healthy. He's beat up. And I think Mariota needs a coaching change. I need He, he needs an offensive guy that is going to be pass-friendly, know how to implement, a, implement an offense that is gonna, going to help him with the pass and not just be so run heavy and you know I think it's time to move on from the exotic smash man. Pioneer is a little bit more of a fancier offense or maybe something that could put him in better positions to lead the team but it's going to be tough for Marcus Mariota owners guys like Derek who's, Co- the, who's I'm sorry who's the uh, offensive coordinator on the Rams again the that LaFleur? guy LaFleur, I, I, I know his last name starts with L excuse me I can't pronounce LaFleur? it yeah you know, maybe a guy like that, you give him a shot. You, you put him because you. Want, I want young offensive minds on my team. Yeah, coaching my mind. Especially when you talk about that position, the quarterback position. Fantasy football frenzy, FNTSY Radio, recapping the 2017 season, looking ahead to some of the things we'll be looking at and shaking down in 2018. When we come back on the other side, we talk about some of the top stories from 2017, and we look at the tight end position right here on FNTSY. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fancy football frenzy getting ready to wind it down. Holiday special. FNTSY frenzy recapping the 2017 season. Looking ahead to what could be in 2018. Fantasy executive Corey Parson, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Shout out to All In Kid. He's getting it done on assignment. Matt, would you do the Ezekiel Elliott thing again? Let's say you knew how it was going to play out, right? You knew that he was, was going to get a good. Eight, nine games to start the season. Then you was going to lose him for six games. Then he'd be back for your championship. You knew exactly how it was going to play out. Where would you draft him? I'd probably do the same thing. I would be drafting him probably in the first round. Because I know if I can get him, the way he performed. I mean, I think he, going into the championship game, I think he might have been in a, in a PPR. Still like the 14th running back. Yeah. And he missed six games. Crazy. So... He's just too good. He's a special talent. And look at guys I could have picked up. 
Kenyon Drake. Yep. Alex. Uh, the running Jared back, McKinnon. Yeah, the running back is something you can, you know, you, usually it's out of necessity because guys got injured instead of suspended. So you're usually having to fill that role anyway. So if you can give me those first nine weeks with Zeke, and then I got to, you know, prepare myself for life after Zeke, maybe I would have had a better preparation. But, yeah, no. I mean, look, I, in, the, in the Staten Island League, I had Zeke, and I got to the Super Bowl. So I was... Waiver wire running back of the year. I'm not going to put Kamara in this because... Me and you play in leagues where you roster 20 people. Kamara is drafted in those mm-hmm. leagues. So when we talk about our waiver wire running back of the year, I think it's maybe no more than three names. Alex Collins, Jarek McKinnon, and Chris Thompson. Uh, you wonder who I think needs to be actually put in there because he did help people a lot. Is is a guy like Rex Burkhead, but... Yeah. Because like, he pretty much was... Pretty much 15 points every game that he 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 started and finished. That's what he did. But I mean, for me, Chris Thompson was excellent. Yeah, it was a shame the injury. That's why the Redskins didn't want to overuse him because he's injured. And it happened on a freak play. It was like it looked like Cousins was, was the going one. to catch a concussion on yeah, that joint. It's really going to be uh, hurt, and it happened to get rolled on. But he left too early. I don't know. For what he did in the early part, though, that was very impressive. Yeah. Alex Collins. It was Collinson. Who's the other guy? Uh, Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon was off. And I love McKinnon. was like a house of fire. But Murray ate into him as well. I would say for the early part, I'd give it to uh, Chris Thompson. Yeah. But I'd want to do it. Chris Thompson early. Kenyon Drake late. Okay, there you go. I, I, Alex, no love for Alex Collins. I, I do like Alex Collins a lot too, but I think Kenyon Drake down the down the stretch, it was just consistent. Those hundred yard games, he went in there, one of the best backs. Waiver wire wide receiver: Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar, Devin Funches. I want to say Funches, but it's between. I mean, all three really deserve a standing applause here. Yes, they do. Robbie Anderson tailed off a little late, but I mean, sort of Funches with, with 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 the injury. I mean, for me, flip it between Funches and Anderson. Uh huh. Funches and Anderson, flip it. Interesting. All right, now um, I don't know Aguilar. I'm not an Aguilar guy. But he, he had weeks where he disappeared. Yeah, that's the thing. And and kind of Anderson was slow to Anderson, start, but when Anderson got hot, Anderson got hot. Anderson wasn't a thing early. Yeah. Uh-huh. But once he became a thing. He I was mean, a thing. He took over. He was a thing. I was starting over T.Y. Hilton every week. Who's the number three tight end to go for boards in 2018? I got to think it's going to be Zach Ertz. Wonder why? Because that pass offense. Yeah. And if Trey Burton, I believe he's a free agent. I picture Trey Burton ended up in San Francisco. Wow. With Gucci. Oh. Gucci has Josh and Burton. Gucci's going to be <laughs> Gucci going to be going who's, who's one the ten back there. That's what I want to know. Who's going to be? They going to draft. Back? They going to draft Saquon Barkley. It's going to be Gucci, Josh wow. Gordon, and Saquon Barkley. And the Barlow be coming back. We got it all figured out. All in on the San Francisco 49ers in 2018. For the greatness that is Mike Florio Putting this program together Special shout out to Ashley Abreu And Mr. Sussman Downstairs on the fourth floor 
For Wall Street, Matt Medica, Fantasy Executive, Corey Parson, and for the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Fantasy Football Frenzy Holiday Spectacular, brought to you by the good people of HelloFresh. Fantasy Exec, Wall Street, out. <laughs>